a lot of BS going on with these stay behind groups um, tied in with, um, you know, Solomon, you and, and all these other people. So we're, we're trying to address that and we want to hit this head on and talk about, you know, the successes and things that are going on with him in this race and, and how he's progressing in that. But more importantly, uh, what I want to emphasize off air and what we were talking about earlier is the fact that he is over the target. We have honed in, you know, for however long that we've been kind of digesting this Republican Party of Oregon or, or what you call of it. And we're, we're trying to figure out in why there's so much defeatism going on in Oregon. And I personally believe, and I, I honestly believe at this point, it has a lot to do with Solomon Yu and his camp. And it's all these vicious, evil, uh, blue blood Republicans that are posing as saviors and posing as, you know, good people, good Samaritan, good Christian people, this, that, and the other. It's all a lie, folks. It's all a lie. And the reason why there is so many challenges happening in this state, amongst other things, I mean, we could have an argument and a debate about it. I'd love to have a debate about it on what you guys think in regards to the state of Oregon, where the futures are, where the successes are, how do we navigate into this 2024 cycle and anything else? I think a lot of it starts at the top. A lot of it has to do with who's at the top and who's pretty much at the top if the Republican Party of Oregon, aside from Justin Wong, is the National Committee man, the National Committee woman. They're the represent, representative class that represents Oregon to the rest of the country. They're doing all the national events, the national recognition, everything else. We want Portland to be known for things other than the homelessness and the, the, the free drugs and the uh, high crime rate and our dysfunctional education system, which is now at zero. We want to be known for other things because there are really, really good people here. There is great pockets all around Oregon, everywhere, of really good people. But they're not able to have representation because of a lot of it has to do with what we're going to talk about today and why there's so many challenges happening in these small communities and small races and everything else. And I, I say it a hundred times, I, and I don't think, I don't think I put this lightly. It's in my opinion, Solomon is kind of like the George Soros of Oregon, in the sense that he's got his fingers in everything. He's got his little claws and his little minions that are sending torpedoes at everything, misrepresenting things, causing misinformation. You know, digging up old crap from twenty years ago. Who cares, right? We're we're here to talk about the future. We want to talk about what's going to happen. And the fact is, and, I, and I've reiterated this a hundred times, is that these people are scared because we have their number now. We know who they are and they can't help but rear their ugly heads right now with what's going on. They can't help it because now we're coming after their seats. Now we're coming after... Uh, their positions, which they've had for a very long time, and the stronghold that they've had on the Republican Party. And so in that long oh, intro. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I'm sorry. I was, uh, um, I was uh, dealing with some stuff on my phone here. As you know, as you're mentioning all this stuff going on, and, and I'm literally like texting back and forth with my buddy Joe Oldman right now about uh, some stuff on the tech on the tech side of things going on. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, with, uh, it's, it's a long story. If you're not following a lot of stuff that's been happening on the national level with the, uh, with the, you know, election integrity stuff, there's a guy named, uh, Dennis Montgomery. And, uh, apparently, you know, he's, he's a bit of a fraud. And so I don't know, this text is going back and forth now with Joe right now, there's some stuff going on and I'm just asking everything's okay. And he says, I can't explain it all right now. So anyway, I was dealing with that. So pause, pardon my uh, pause there. Well, good. Okay. So, in that, obviously, you've had a pretty substantial day with a bunch of garbage and nonsense going on uh, with the, all these attacks and everything else. And how interesting is it that while you are running for office and everything else, there's all these little pop-ups of these minions and attacks, and they're trying to attack, attack you and undermine you and do all of these things uh, in this campaign. You're running for national committee, man. You're very likely going to win. Obviously, you're way ahead. 
And Solomon's got no ground game. These people want to change. The great turning and awakening is happening right now. They want something different. We want a change. We want somebody that is actively going to help and, uh, you know, play a part in representing Oregon the way that most of the Oregon population is. We aren't a bunch of liberal, leftist, weirdo, tranny, wannabes. There's some good-hearted American people. A lot of, of Oregon's rural. And it's just people that want to take care of their families and be good people and, and do this and do that. And, you know, that's, that's really what we're, what we're here for. Well, you know, that's exactly what got me to this place anyway, right? I mean, after I went through, you know, we all have our, our stories in our lives that we've gone through. Heck, you and I, you know, have talked about stuff that you're going through and, and have gone through. And I do this with, you know, anybody who talks about this, you know, the stuff with my my uh, with my ex-wife and my kids and how difficult that time was in my life. And uh, I remember the first time that I met uh, Solomon Yu and he came over to uh, what, what I called our office, but we had this little uh, this apartment complex that had a... Um, an apartment above and then a like a workspace below so you could do like a live work thing but we would always use the big conference room because it's really beautiful that the apartment had for like meetings right so it was a really cool place cool space but he came there and met with me and he says um and we started talking and he asked me if i would run and against margie hughes to get to get rid of margie hughes in clackamas county and i told him at the time i wasn't interested in that at all so um you know then i told him basically it's because of this stuff in my past with my ex and it was just really ugly time and uh you know right, i just real quick wasn't uh, interested i beg your pardon what was that are you breaking up a little bit yeah whoever that was totally broke up you gotta unmute your mic there you go yeah i think don's mic is unmute because i can't hear him talk oh, oh you can't hear him talk that. at all okay <laughs> take two thank you whoever that was uh let's see you're right thank okay. you there we go. How about that? How about that? That's the first dry run. There you have it. How's that? You got me? How about now? Am I there? Bingo. Sounds good. Okay. No wonder he kept telling me to eat the mic. I'm like, I can't get any close to the mic. I'm wiping the snot <laughs> off of it, for goodness sakes. <laughs> right. Well, I was just getting that. You know, he's talking about, about all the dysfunction going on in our party, and it's really uh, frustrating. You know, right now, they're really blasting something from, you know, over a decade ago with me where for about, you know, for over well over 10 years, I went through a really difficult time with, you know, a divorce and child custody and parenting time and, and, and all kinds of things. And it was just a real mess. And I did everything I could to protect my, my kids from it, and that ended up you know being a very difficult situation i ended up actually being in, in jail a couple of times from not paying my child support trying to make a point of uh trying to get in front of a judge and i kept getting sued by my ex and all these frivolous lawsuits and things and it just was you know really difficult time and financially it was just it was just killing me but uh it was brutal and you know i was trying really hard to make sure i you know minimize the effect on my kids which you know meant that i was not always in the best situation as a result, but it didn't matter. Um, I did the best I could to protect my kids from that. And we have, to this day, we have a you know wonderful relationship and, it, and it's great. But anyway, that was just a tough time. And I had mentioned that to, to Solomon when he'd asked me about trying to, you know, the first time we met, like I was uh, saying earlier about, you know, four years ago or something. And it's like, uh, you know, asked me to replace Margie Hughes in Clackamas County. And that's when I told him I wasn't interested. And I remember telling him that story about, you know, why I wasn't interested. I didn't want to drum all this stuff up because it just really wasn't something I needed to, you know, move. I had long since moved past it all, right? I had a new wife. Everything was wonderful. But uh, I remember my son who, who had popped in the room a couple of times and he said to me, he says, you know, that guy, I don't trust him. And I said, I know one of these days, if I ever do decide to or get to, to the point where I'm you know, doing more and getting more involved, I'll bet you that SOB is going to use this against me. So sure is the, you know, here we are all these years later and, uh, you know, because of my hard work, because my getting involved in election integrity around the country, um, going to the Mike Lindell, uh, events, going, working with the tech teams, look, working with the cyber teams, working with, you know, Joe Altman and David Clements and, right. and all these guys. Um, and also the stuff with the border, uh, bringing, you know, bringing uh, John Guandolo and others here to talk about what's happening on our border, talk about the human trafficking, educating people, bringing them around, bringing people like Trevor Loudon here and so on. So all that work I've been doing right all around the, the state, all on my own dime, my own time, et cetera. That's kind of got me to this point where I've been being asked for over a year to run 
uh, for national committeemen. So all that hard work, that's what I'm about. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about right here now moving forward for this body of work that I've had. But these people, it's amazing the, 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 what I would call the lack of, uh, you know, of morals that they go down this road and just viciously attack. And especially online, you know, how people are online, they're bullies and they're a bunch of cowards who throw stuff out there when you're not looking. And uh, it just happened last night again, by the way, it was on a Zoom meeting. Right. Well, and, but that's kind of part, par for the course, you know, you're going to have things like this happening. You're going to have this type of stuff. You're, you're obviously big boy. You're able to navigate it, whatever. So in that, let's talk a little bit. Uh, I want to, uh, one, if you guys want to chime in on this conversation as we're having it, and if you have any questions for Don or anything else, all you got to do is use, there's a little hand raise button in your Twitter space and just let me know. And I can bump you right in and get you on right into the conversation. We can have it. So, uh, but you were talking about all the election integrity stuff. So you went to the Mike Lindell event on your own dime. Yeah. The very first one, which was a, which was the uh, cyber symposium that he had the first one. Right. I was invited, you know, to go to that. Right. Yeah. And so you got invited to go to that. You went to that obviously representing Oregon. How many people from Oregon went? You know, there were quite a few, um, boy, there were quite a few that event. Not, not quite so many. Cause that was kind of the first phrase. So I, but there was probably, we had a pretty good contingent, you know, Oregon's been, been great but there's only I, i'm not i'd hate to say i'd say five or six maybe right. at the most but i know that what happened as a result is people that you know in oregon were watching it and knew about it and saw me there and saw me uh you know talking and and so forth not up on stage but i mean they saw me talking with with you know some of the players and and getting on a couple of the other podcasts and talking about what was happening i met with a bunch of senators and who asked me to translate what was going on because there was a lot of tech talk sure and they didn't really know how to take that information back home and and disseminate it right so i they asked me to talk with them and do that so i was doing that kind of stuff so people got word of that back home here in oregon and and uh, when i got back they started asking me to come to different places and talk and educate them and, and about what i'd seen and what i knew and explain some of the things that they had seen at the symposium so that's really where it kicked things off pretty aggressively that's where it kind of put you under the radar yeah exactly yeah. and and that's really what it is because we kind of you know I, i've had that i've had a, something very similar happen to me during the lockdowns, right before they even did the lockdowns, uh, we started a movement and we started pushing back preemptively, kind of at the same time that Lindsey Graham was out there and stuff like that. I was helping her. Unfortunately, she stopped listening to me uh, with how to navigate with how much traffic she was getting. She was getting, she got a huge amount of traffic when she decided to open up her salon. But we were getting so much momentum there were real infiltration groups that came in around that point. And uh, it was an interesting sequence of events that kind of played out. So if you're going to this high profile cyber symposium, which was virtually banned on the internet, you can only find it at one place. Everybody was talking about election fraud there, uh, which was virtually unheard of. All the major media outlets were, uh, banning the phrases from even using it. And as you know, you had the Dominion lawsuit that happened uh, with the news agencies and all this slandering nonsense. Nobody in 2020, 2021 would mention the word election fraud in any way, aside from Trump and then a very few select group of people that weren't on the mainstream system. This is at the time, you know, when everybody was just getting out of their house, just trying to get things back to normal. Oregon was still in these weird lockdown situations and everything else. And and so when you're out there fighting against that and, and pushing against the grain, we're fighting for the rest of society. But you're going to have these groups. You want to call them CIA cutouts, FBI, whatever, FBI, like uh, Ranklin likes to say. <laughs> uh, you're going to have these groups. They kind of find you. If you go to this high-profile forbidden event, don't you think at that point they, they got your number, they got your geolocation, they got something at that point where that put a target on your back. Then they basically diverted all of that information to their... Uh, uh, what would they be called? An asset and the representing asset for whatever organization, whether it's the Chinese Communist Party, whether it's the FBI, the CIA or DOD or whoever is like, OK, Mr. Solomon, activate your network. This is your target. 
Um, I, I'm not saying he has that much pull, that much power, but it's kind of seeming that way to where it's a collaborated, it's not just off the cuff, it's not just a riff or, or a natural attack that's happening. These are controlled, they're very deep and detailed. They're digging into your life in, in ways to where the average person can't just look all this stuff up. No, that you know that's right. I mean, they, they right? did this when, when, when we almost had uh, Solomon recalled last year. I mean, I wasn't involved directly in the recall, but I did vote to, to recall him. But I remember uh, the couple of people dug into my path. It's really, you know, what's the worst part of it is? It's just this um, working in the shadows all the time is what they it's do, always, right? It's lurking, and it's it never a direct attack. Exactly. Right? It's always, it's always, and this is how you know that it's related to some type of intelligence agency of some sort, something. It, it, it's not just a, just somebody's, you know, in some room somewhere, right. right? Because these torpedoes are coming one, two, three degrees away and they're multi-layered in the uh, subversion of that and the, right. and, and how that's being done. It's being done in a fashion there's, it's very organized it, they're trying to make it seem like it's grassroots. They're trying to make it seem like this, but it's not. It's funny when you mention this grassroots thing because it's 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 as if you know nobody's really talked about this before in their in their like campaign for national committee men. Certainly not you know Solomon in the past when he was reelected or when he when he survived. But I really do represent that grassroots. I don't have right. you know you, you, people have heard me say this before, but I say look, there's a saying that I really like, and it says, "What you do speaks so loud." I can't hear what you're saying, right? So whether that's in a positive note or in a negative note, it's kind of the same idea, right? So I, it's not, I don't have to sit here necessarily and tell everybody about all of the things that I've done, although there's a few, you know, I'm sure that, that are curious, but um, I'm doing this work. So to sit here and say, this is what I'm gonna do is national come in and I'm gonna represent Oregon. I'm gonna bring national assets to Oregon and these things. You don't just necessarily have to hear my words and take my words for it. I've been doing it. You can see the work that I've done, the work that I'm doing, the relationships that I have, the endorsements that I have that are all real, by the way, every single endorsement that I have on my um, brochure are 100% real and verifiable. So it's a really interesting thing because um, you can see this concerted effort and it's consistent. In other words, you know, it's it's every time I see these people that are being mean, like I remember our chair, uh, our vice chair, Angela, being attacked pretty viciously and by a couple of ladies that are up in Columbia County. And I couldn't believe the vitriol in these women. I'm like, my goodness, no matter how nice and how polite Angela was being, they just were vicious. And then I kind of did a little poking around. Yep. Solomon supporters. Right. You know, and I see these people coming after me. I do a little digging around. Solomon reporters. Okay. I mean, uh, supporters. Okay. That brings up a good point. That brings up a point for me. As a national committee man, if you become a national committee man, how much money do you make? Zero. Okay. Zero dollars. In fact, it tends to cost you quite a bit to travel around and do the work of bringing. Because you got to be out traveling, doing this, shaking hands, going to these events. I mean, even if you stay in Oregon. You're still going to have to drive. You got to get hotels. You got, there's a lot of stuff. Right. Right. A lot, a lot of travel it, nationally, meaning national, okay. uh, you it, know, stakeholders, et cetera. Yep. Okay. So it costs money to do that position. How long has Solomon been national committee man? 24 years now. Okay. So 24 years of making zero money. 24 years of making zero money. Right. Let that sink in, right? Right. Okay. So take that where does he get his money and how is he having so much influence and pull with these little people and these little counties and these little things how, where is all the funding coming from folks well you when i first, think about that when i first met him four years ago he told me it's because he's independently wealthy from a glove company that he has and i looked into it and there's no employees they're just him and some attorney in the in the in the midwest and he also has a couple of packs one of them is um Republicans overseas, it's called. And it's interesting when he was also with me at, we were at- He's a, got a pack a called county. Republicans overseas. Oh yeah. <laughs> so- Brings in big money. It brings in a lot of money. A lot of money. I don't know exactly how much, but it's it's a lot. And he brags about it. Like when I when we were having a, I was at, you know, I was at a, uh, and I've been all over the state already. And I shouldn't say all over because the southeast, the eastern part of the state, I haven't quite got all the way over there. But but I've been all you know pretty much down around um, Curry County and all the way up the coast and around and and out to the shoots and so forth and heading back out um, 
East uh, on Saturday. But the thing is, he's sitting there in, in one of the few times that he actually showed up in person and he starts talking about how um, he's, you know, this is the time to, to do this, you know, Trump, we got to get Trump elected. And I have this treasure trove of contacts through my Republicans overseas. So my thought was, okay, that's great. Um, I guess you have a right it's to have a weird, it, it is kind of a, kind of an awkward thing, right? But you have a right to have a pack, I guess, and, and, and do that. But are you trying to say that if you weren't the national committee men, then those funds and those monies wouldn't from the Republicans overseas wouldn't be used to help Trump? You're not going to you're not going to do that if you're not national committee. And it's as if he's using that as some kind of a bargaining chip. It's like you right. should just be doing that if you really want Trump to win um, and you really are, you know, all about Trump. But it seems that it's more about using the position as our national committee men to enrich yourself. To me, that's what it looks like to me. Hmm. Interesting. So let's talk about, first of all, if you guys want to join in on the conversation, feel free, just raise your hand. I'll add you. If you got any questions you want to ask Don or you want to share this space, we're going to be live uh, for a little while this evening, kind of going in, uh, diving into this. Cause as you know, the delegate meeting is happening on the 12th or the 14th. Uh, actually the six, the 16th is the uh, vote. 16th. Okay. 16th the vote. Jeff. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to add uh, a, a thought here to you. Uh, and, and it's simply this is there are a myriad of ways with which, and I'm not saying this is what, uh, is happening with Solomon, but I do know other circumstances where there are many ways in which uh, you can have p political influence because you you raise money from donors, you have relationships with donors, and you give that money uh, into candidates for Senate, for House, uh, perhaps governor's races, and you get kickbacks. Uh, there, there's, there's just a ton of ways that this happens. And anyone who has been around Washington, D.C., any real length of time knows how to play this game. I mean, it's, it's one of the ways that, you know, that a congressman can go into Congress and 10 years walk out of there a multimillionaire because of insider trading laws and that type of thing. But there's so many other ways that the... The, the means by which you can actually do quite well for yourself and become wealthy if you're connected to the right people just by being in a position of, of influence and knowing people and directing money, raising money, directing at certain places that, that gives you enormous influence. And there's a lot of ways that you can scam money off of that is, is how it's done. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that I haven't seen proof of that here uh, in this circumstance with Solomon, but it does seem a bit odd that he has a import glove company that uh, doesn't have any employees and it's made him very wealthy, he says. So right. you know, I've, I, I don't know the extent of any of that, but I do know that there is a scam that is very well known by a lot of people in the political world, in the Republican Party, that that make extremely good livings and they look out for each other they have each other's back because they all work together it's a very incestuous thing they know each other and they work with each other and they all get a piece of the action right that's why so little of the money that gets raised uh, actually gets to a candidate on the ground. Uh, this is just so sad. Well, exactly. Everybody's taking their piece of the pie of it. And, and uh, it's much like defense contracts. And yeah, that it's money. And anyway, I, I just wanted to add that. It's in. great point. And I don't and, know if that's the circumstance here. It is. But a, I will tell you that it is how it's done. 100%. And that's, you know, uh, they even admitted that most of the money being sent to Ukraine is coming back to the United States. I mean, it, it is a very similar system you know just on a smaller scale here and and i and i and you know that is the part of the game and we understand that and everything else but what the better question is is if we take ten thousand foot view if we take 15 steps back you know and kind of look back at the past 15 20 30 years of the state 
you know, we can tell and look, there has been an incremental decline with progression. They're, you know, I, I, I didn't, I don't know the, the exact statistic that you found the other day, Jeff, um, in regards to education, but Oregon has reached 50. We are the worst state in the entire country. The worst state in the entire country for education oh, and here in Oregon. We're the bottom five of, of uh, quality of life and highest right. taxes and all but kinds of things. But we shouldn't be. We have so much. This is one of the most beautiful states in the entire country. Beautiful. It's hard to leave. Yes. People travel here and they go, oh my gosh. I, know, I have tons of people that they've come from Florida. They've come from New York. They've come from Montana, Wyoming, whatever. Beautiful states in, in their own right. They are. Yeah. And they have their own little thing, but they come here and they go, wow, like this place is beautiful. It, it is. It's amazing. We should be so prosperous here because we have tons of resources. There's, there's gas here. There's mining. There's tree farming. I mean, all of the stuff that's- Hydroelectric, by the way, which is super efficient, right? Hydroelectric. We got some of the best natural springs. I mean, there is just so much resource in this state that we could be utilizing in which we're unable to because, I mean, just like any good thing, any good thing gets squeezed and taken over. Yeah, but we went, we went a little sideways. <laughs> right, right. Because, but I think if I, if I may be presumptuous here, you, what maybe what you were getting at is simply that when we look at the last 10, 15, 20 years, sure, this, this state has clearly declined and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One sure. of them was mail-in voting, for example, right? That's our, we were the first state to do that and so on. But when it comes to, uh, to our state and the Republican party, look, we, we, one of the biggest problems that we have is that we've had for 20 plus years, this situation where chair after chair after chair, many of those former chairs of the Oregon Republican Party have endorsed me, by the way, including Art Robinson. And there's a reason, there's a common denominator when I speak to them, right? They, and, and when I ask the ORP and others, I say, what has Solomon done for the state? That's really all I care about. He wants to go off and play the game and as, as immoral or as amoral or as, as, um, you know, as that game might be, or we might think it is whatever. That's the game. That's the game. Go play the game. But your job as the national committeeman is to bring assets to Oregon. And, and if you can even read his statement from when he was being recalled, where he said, that's not my job. Right. So, right. It's not my job to bring money to Oregon. So he thinks that his job is to go there, rub elbows and, and, and like, uh, you know, vote for Trump and, you know, and um, help pass a resolution or two, but not to do do anything for Oregon. And it seems to me that just because it's not in the spelled out in the bylaws, which is another subject to get into in a minute, but, but just because it's not spelled out that somehow he doesn't have a responsibility to his state and he's not brought anything in. He claims a few things. Um, he, one of the things he talks about is I helped erase Art Robinson's uh, debt by bringing names here that didn't charge fees. I mean, really? That's, that's, that's your uh, claim to fame. Um, in 24 years. Right. So that's really frustrating for me to hear. Uh, and that's my biggest concern. I mean, you know, they, they attack me and my, t my character from stuff in the past. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, waller in the mud with pigs. So my point is simply what I plan on doing, what I think can, can be healed. We need our chair, our vice chair, our national committee woman, whomever she may be when we get there and our chair, our, our national committee man, to be working together, to be able to sit down and have right. a strategy for bringing those national assets to our state, yep. to be able to rub those elbows, to be able to make those deals, to be able to sell the story of Oregon and what we're doing here and what we're accomplished and take that story there, change that narrative and explain to them why they need to be investing here in Oregon because we are turning things around. We have an amazing group of patriots all across the state. We've we've managed myself and some other groups. I've, I've worked really hard to change over Clackamas County to a America first you know uh constitutional conservative uh gop okay let's right? break that down and, real and fast. all over the state okay so you took clackamas county what how many how many pcps did they have when you first in 2020 do you remember yeah so we had um when i first came on the scene uh, um clackamas county had about 210 220 give or take okay and then you guys did a bunch of what did you guys do yeah so um we had gone to our 
chair and, and wanted to do certain things and that's not what what you know what uh, she wanted to do so we started kind of just doing our own we started our own group called take back america and we started getting people together and say hey, hey these things that are going on we want to be able to get out on the school boards we want to go out and canvas we want to do these types of things so we just began doing as being you know activists as we're called to do so we did that and since i had been on the national scene a little bit like i was talking about earlier i was able to call up a few people like ivan raiklin and a few others and have them at the beginning at least zoom in Hey, zoom in and people are like, oh, cool. Look at, you know, this is Amanda Chase from Virginia, et cetera. So we, the, we grew our group. And every time we did a meeting, every time we were out getting signatures gathered, we were also signing up PCPs for the, for the CCRP, the Clackamas County Republican Party. So by the time we were done, we had over 500, within about a year and a half, maybe a little more, we had over 500. We'd more than doubled the size of the Clackamas County PCP um, count. Okay. And then what? So you had 500 PCPs. Probably 250 of them were associated with Take Back America, right? 262 yep. or something like that? Yep. Okay, so you guys came in, then what? Well, we, again, we're just trying to, you know, get our county active. Right. They this is how- they, they didn't really want to do what we, you know, Folks, we if you're listening, this is the importance of PCPs here, okay? That's so right. You, so you did that. You got these PCPs. You guys all went into a meeting. Well, it came time for the election for our central committee, right? For our-, for our um, uh, the, the leadership and we put people up and said, Hey, you know, we, we think we need a change. We want to, you know, we got a lot of things that we want to be doing. Um, and we put it before the body and we swept the entire, um, thing. So every, uh, the chair, vice chair, secretary, and, uh, treasurer all came from our take back America group. And so did every delegate. So yeah. we completely replaced it with people from that group and we've been extremely active. And then other counties were hearing about that. So they came to us and they came to our, you know, our, our meetings and asked us what we were doing and how we were doing it. So I think in total, we kind of rolled over. There's some of them aren't not quite as complete as we did in Clackamas, but um, like 17 different counties in our state, we've rolled into uh, America first constitutional conservative. That's huge. You know, um, and, and and that's probably play in part why you've been having so much resistance in these other counties that they've really kind of been going toe to toe with the governor in Portland and Multnomah and stuff like that because they actually have a leg to stand on. These are those new America First people, and it's happening everywhere. It's happening all it's over happening the country. All over the country. But there's these school boards and all of this stuff, and now the state is trying to subvert that. And I don't want to get <laughs> too far onto anything else, but you know, the fact is, is that we are riding a wave here that people want, right? We want something different. We want a change. We can't stay with the stay behinds. I mean, pretty much it's, it's, it's a, uh, what's the opposite of a badge of honor? Uh, what's, I mean, what's the opposite? It, pretty much if you've been in politics for longer than 10, 15 years, or more, you know, it's, it's time to, to hang up your boots and, you know, and move on because people are trying to get in there. Now, granted, this is happening fluid on both sides of the aisle. You know, you're getting the super radical Democrats that, you oh, know, yeah. they're just absolutely lost uh, and radicalizing that movement in itself. And it's kind of this huge buildup process. But here's what's so interesting to me right now, the counterculture is pro-humanity, pro-family, pro-God, <laughs> no tattoos, you know, like be a traditional wife, you know, uh, be a good father, uh, raise your kids, care about your kids, love and respect another, you know, open the door for people like- No pornography in your school. Right. No, 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 no boys in your daughter's locker room. Well, exactly, but- <laughs> That's counterculture now. Exactly. It's, it's, but it's crazy that that is, you know, all of avant-garde and fringe now. Yeah. And that's risque. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've, I've been pretty conservative my whole life, and now all of a sudden that's gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the fringe, right? I, it's pretty I, ironic. I, I know. Everybody's like, you don't have any tattoos? I'm like, no, no I don't have one. No, none. And, and so it's crazy. I, we don't need to talk about me, folks, but it, it, it's... Well, my dad used to tattoo my rear once in a while. Does that count? Well, <laughs> but but anyways, if you're just joining guys or you're just listening, uh, this is our new Twitter space that we're, or excuse me, X space <laughs> that we're, we're doing. Uh, we're going to simulcast my radio show 
which is at 4 p.m. on Saturdays. It's Noncompliant America. You can go to noncompliantamerica.com and join in. And we're going to open this up to where we're going to have different guests on, different things. I'm, I'm looking to get Dr. Tenpenny on in the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to get that scheduled uh, for one of the America's Frontline Doctors. Um, but, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting to a point where we're going to open this up and you can join and jump on the radio right from your cell phone, right on X. It's really cool. It, yeah, you were setting it up earlier, sweating a little bit, and I thought, oh boy, he's going to get this. I mean, I had faith in you, brother. Yeah. I knew you could get it done, so it was pretty awesome. That you, yeah. It's, well, it's a cool space. Okay. Really cool space. Elon, great job, man. We love this stuff. Okay. So here's a question for you. For me? Or yeah. for the audience? Okay. No, it's me. for you. Uh, what about getting Solomon on this space and you guys having a debate? <laughs> Yeah. You think he'd do it? Um, I don't know. He's just arrogant enough to do it. But um, yeah, I mean. Would you be up for not? it? Sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. So maybe we should reach out and reconvene this prior to and set up a discussion with Solomon and get him on the space. It's super easy. Everybody's got a cell phone. Right. I'm sure McQuiston could help him. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm sure she could. She's probably helping him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, again, I just get back to, um, look at, look at the work that I've done. You know, when we get to this whole thing and this attacks is going on me and it's, my wife was really stressing out the last couple of days about it. And because it was, I don't, I don't want to say it was stressing me. You know what? It doesn't really stress me. I mean, personally, it's like throwing spitballs at a battleship. You know, I, mm -hmm. uh, the only people that I care about what they think of me are the people that know me or that love me, my family, my wife, you, Josh. You know, and the people that know me, those are the ones whose opinion of me that I really care about, right? My children, et cetera. Um, but it's unfortunate when this stuff is going on because what hurts me is, is that it hurts my state, right? That these people cannot start pulling from the same end of the rope and just, and just you know, win on your own merit on the accomplishments that you've made and the things that you're doing. And if you can't do that, then you're not worthy of being in the position. Right. And, you know, I didn't seek out this position. I didn't seek out to be a PCP necessarily or, or a delegate in my county or the chair of election integrity or, or I should say the co-chair of election integrity. I don't ever want to take anything from the amazing, you know, my amazing uh, co-chair by, by any stretch. She's, uh, you know, Janice is phenomenal. But, um, and, she and, is uh, awesome. Yeah, she's, she's a wonderful person. She's been doing this for a long time, long before me. And, um, and you know, or, or the chair of, of a human trafficking, you know, uh, for the ORP. But because of the work that I'm doing, I'm being asked to step into these roles. That's it. I'm being asked to do it. And so I step in the gap, right? right. And now it's gotten to this point where a lot of people want to see some more change and they feel like I'm the person that can get that done. And I hope that they're right. And I've stepped in the gap. So come the 16th of March, if you're a delegate, chair, vice chair, CD chair, uh, vice chair, and you also feel like it's time to turn the tide a little bit to get this party moving in, an, in a positive direction so we can, so we can, you know, jump on board with ship. the rest of the country. Let, yeah, let's get it on. Let's go jump on the train um, and we can get this thing done together. Cool. Got anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking about catching a movie a little bit later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does anybody, uh, anybody in the space want to jump in? They got a question for Don. Uh, want to ask any questions or anything else? Come on. You know, there's a, th there's a saying in baseball. It's called the Nolan Ryan fast, uh, excuse me, a Nolan Ryan bow tie. Yeah. It's when he used to throw that real hard 106 mile an hour fastball right at some, right about somebody's chin, right? It was called the Nolan Ryan, you know, bow tie. So, you know, you don't have to throw me a soft curve, anybody. You can, you can bring some, you know, Nolan Ryan uh, bow tie. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take it. Nice. Just don't hit me. <laughs> uh, Kim, you got a question? Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I make you a speaker. Oh, cool. All right, Kim Rice. Oh, were there comments on here? Oh, there's a place I can see some comments, isn't there? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Hi, Kim. Looks like you should be able to unmute your mic here. Hold on. I might need to remove from speaker. Again, if you're not aware, this is our first run at this. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we're getting uh, used to it here. There's an anonymous source 
Oh, Kim, are you there? Do we lose Kim? Oh. I'm here. Can oh. you hear me? Hey, there it is. Hi, Kim. Hey. Hi. Yeah, I typed it in messages. There's some feedback here. Do you want to just read it? You're getting some feedback? Yeah. Yeah, there's an anonymous source asking Don to clarify his Mike Lindell endorsement. Don, can you give us more information? Sure, just give me a couple of hours uh, here, um, and I'll release that that video. How's that? I've been waiting for these people to hang themselves with this. While I was sitting here, literally exchanging texts with uh, Joe Oldman, who's with Mike right now, and, and they're recording it. Mike's been promised me for a couple. He promised me an endorsement. Oh, a month ago or something, but he's been super busy. I call him. He's on his plane. He's landing. He's got lawyers there. He's in the middle of a fire. You know, that poor man is being attacked uh, in every which way. to Talk about a warrior and a champion and a patriot, man. We should all buy 50 pillows from that man, but he's amazing, and uh, he just has not had a minute to stop, and when he does, I'm sure the last thing he's thinking about is, is me, but uh, Joe's with him right now, and they're going to record it tonight, so. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. Thanks for the question, Kim. <laughs> I know it's been a That's big awesome. issue out there on social media, and right. You know, it it, it it's it's pretty cool. Um, hey, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out. By the way, if you if you look on who, who's on um, who's on here on right, there's there's some buddies of mine from What the Fact. Uh, TV is yeah. a group of comedians. They're also show associated uh, with at least one of them specifically, but they're associated with um, with Babylon B. And, uh, they're just, they're amazing guys and funny as can be. And we just got done talking today about, we're going to bring them out here at the end of March. I'm getting ready to set up all the details on that, which I didn't even talk to you about that yet. Uh, you know, uh, Joshua, but it's going to be really cool. Uh, they have a great um, skit uh, skits that they do. These pretty the comedy stuff. They're all based out of LA right now. We're going to bring them up. We just got done kind of. I don't want to say putting the details together, but putting the concept together. And these guys are just awesome. Anyway, it's called WhatTheFact.tv. And uh, if you get a chance to check these guys out, they are hilarious what the and very uh, politically incorrect. And I love it. You know, they're very much uh, like minded, like we are. Uh, you'll love their humor. Um, yeah, it's funny. We I saw them at a place and the, and the crowd was a little bit older and it just was going past a lot of these, you know, older folks that were present. But um, the rest of us were in stitches. So if you get a chance, I mean, just great guys. In fact, uh, one of the guys from What The Fact TV, um, I have his endorsement. He's actually, check this out. So it, it, it's, uh, it's Siaka and he is the vice chair of the Los Angeles County GOP. So, and talk about an amazing story. You think, you think people want to attack me for my story about the trouble that I went through in my divorce? You should hear Siaka's story sometime. You're talking about a man who loves God and, um, and talks about how God brought him through an incredibly difficult time in his life mm -hmm. where he was living in a, in a in basically almost a, a flop house and he was, he, he drank way too much. It was ruining his career, um, in acting and in, and in comedy. And, uh, he, Got, it was so bad that one of his roommates, I don't want to tell his whole story because it's his to tell, but just to give you, it was so bad that one of his roommates was like a crack addict and the other roommate was, was uh, I can't remember, was something else. And it was so bad that they had gone to the person who ran the home and told them that if he came home drunk one more time, they were going to throw him out. <laughs> I mean, do you talk about a tough life? And, and, and we were talking about Mike Lindell. I mean, Mike Lindell was a crack addict and people want to attack me, these hypocritically people they want to attack me based on you know a difficult time i went through where I, nobody was hurt by it rather than really me um i mean uh, i didn't do anything mean i didn't hurt anybody i didn't steal anything i wasn't on crack i wasn't beating my children you know come on and right. it's it's the judgment and the, and the arrogance of it that that is unbelievable and in so many of them that call themselves christians too it makes me really uh i don't know i feel i'm gonna say i feel sad for them but I don't know. I have a friend of mine, Joe, You're who fired. says, <laughs> I got a buddy of mine, Joe, who says, uh, I love his phrase. I use it once in a while. He goes, Hey, I'm from the South side of heaven. I'll pray for you after I knock you down. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Oldman, that's a shout out to you, brother. All righty. Thanks again, though, Kim. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Um, so yeah, first Twitter space. Yeah. X space. I think it was pretty cool. Uh, special guest Don Powers. Maybe next time we bring Don on, uh, we'll be uh, 
getting some pressure put on uh, Solomon and have him come defend his title for how great he is of a national committee man, um, where I really think that they are absolutely scared. They're terrified. Your ground game is second to none. I don't think anybody can keep up with, um, you know, how much you've been covering and how much ground you've been covering. Because, uh, I, I don't know, I think that really uh, really demonstrates it. Kim, you got another question? Go ahead. Well, you know, Josh, it's, it's yeah. because I care. I mean, really, that's the truth about it. Yeah. But anyway, hi, Kim. Hi, I'm wondering, are we going to be able to... Sorry, there's an echo. Um, are we going to be able to have some kind of a forum before the 16th? Not that I'm aware of. I think there, you know, I've been going around to each of the counties. Um, so far, I've been, well, I don't want to enumerate them and bore everybody. It's been, been quite a bit um, and a few more to come uh, and doing it, in, you know, in that capacity with their central committees. So um, that's pretty much all that's been going on. And um, I know out there in Washington County, um, I haven't got out to you all yet. Uh, um, I do understand and don't want to be too presumptuous, but I understand from talking to, to all of you that I do have all of the votes from Washington County. So I have to tell you how much I'm humbled by that and how much I appreciate it because, uh, you know, I'm very close to you, you all. We've done a lot of things, you know, over the last several years together. So, um, hey, Kim, are you running again uh, this, this cycle? Weren't you, because you've run in the past. I, I, I can't remember. Um, I'm trying to decide. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, you're one of the My real good ones. My husband's been sick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. Um, well, if, yeah. if it works out for you, you know, um, if there's anything I can do, as you know, I'm always happy to. And, um, you know, you're one of the really mm -hmm. true good ones out there. And I know you've uh, supported me from time to time. So, um, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. My wife's texting me saying, saying the echo with Kim is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Kim, are you on speaker? I am on a headset. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, I'll try to address that and figure it out better for next time. Jeff, uh, I'm just wondering, Jeff, were you having any echo uh, on he your- He was. He yeah. was too. Uh, I, I did when I was, well, yeah, I'm actually hearing it now in my headset. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No problem. Let me address that here. Excellent. Again, folks, uh, I keep saying it over and over, I know, but this is our first round on this. So there's a little, you know, keyboard, I mean, little uh, mixer adjustments here and there as different people get on using different sources, whether it be, you know, they're on their headphone or they're on their phone or on the speakerphone, uh, et cetera. And we got to learn to adapt to those things. So Josh is the wizard on all that. So. Oh, wait, I know what it is here. Oh, you know what they're saying? I've got uh, Siaka, who I was just talking about, says that um, it w it's probably because Josh needs to silence when someone else is talking. That that is probably causing the echo, is what he thinks. Uh, it, yeah, well, I'm, I got to create a mix minus. I did it on one end, but I didn't do it on the other. I thought it would automatically do it. And Rookies. apparently it didn't, yeah. yeah so. Rookie. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> can't, can't do it all. Um, okay, so we got channel two. Okay, yeah. No, I know what needs to be done. Here it is. Uh, let's kill. There it is. Okay, so line output channel two. Okay, the echo should be gone. All right, we'll find out because my wife is listening. So, hi, sweetheart. I love you. You know that, right? <laughs> okay, uh, Jeff, you want to jump on and see if you got the echo again? Or Kim, one of you? Yeah, I'm back on, and I don't hear the echo. That's fantastic. Boom, look at that. Wizard. Look at that. It's awesome. Just hey. a, cool. It's just a button. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I absolutely love you guys being on here. Um, oh, Alistair said it, not, uh, not Siaka. But, oh, sorry, I interrupted oh, this, your brother. Yeah, just it's, Alistair from, from the uh, What the Facts. I thought it was Siaka, but it was Alistair. Anyway, uh, great dudes. Yeah, and you guys, looks like you guys got a... Uh, Oh, cool. Yeah, you guys got a Rumble channel. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, they're they're hilarious. Nice. Yeah, my wife text said much better. So, <laughs> well done. Okay. But, All hey, right. this has been fun, brother. Appreciate you, man. Hey. You, you are the wizard. Well, any time. And, and next time, uh, you know, I, I I think it's obviously always better having you in the studio uh, well, and talking I in person. Um, but if you want to jump on, you know, and anything else, uh, you're always welcome. So Yeah, well, thanks, brother. You know, I love you, right? Yep. All right, man. Love you too. All right. All right Thanks, guys. All. Thanks for God joining bless. the space. 
share this out. This is going to be recorded, so you'll be able to push it out. Uh, it'll be on the X, and you can just share it to anybody and everybody that you want. Uh, if you have any suggestions or any uh, recommendations with you know the format of this or anything else, uh, obviously we're going to be pushing and perfecting it and kind of opening it up uh, to the public because we like the engagement. We like the interaction. Uh, I think this is fun. It's more exciting than uh, than a phone call. Uh, it's more intimate. It's long format. We don't have any restrictions, hard breaks, nothing like that. Uh, we can just have conversations. Uh, and this is the format that I'm going to be pushing to uh, have Ten Penny on and other things like that in the near future. Yep. Everywhere. And I'll do that too. We'll get. We'll. Uh, you know, I'll obviously get a few people. Uh, to jump on as well. Yeah, sounds know, good. With a little more notice, like here, I'm going to be on in 15 minutes. Jump no, on, no. you know, for yeah, our yeah. first time at it. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do that here uh, soon. I'll talk to some of my folks, my friends. And yep. See if and we can get them on. Guys, make sure to follow me. Non-compliant US uh, is the Twitter or the X handle. I just can't get it. I, well, I said it wrong the other day when we were on. I, got, I get the entire wrong. Like I, gave a, I, gave, I don't know what it was my like proton mail thing or something, but yeah. uh, mine is non-compliant zero one. That's right. Okay. Because non-compliance is the key one. to this fight that we're in. Amen. All right, brother, you're going to take us out? Yep. Thank you guys very much again. Uh, have a great day and we'll see you soon. From FEMA District 10. Boom. <laughs> that was so cool. Took me 20 minutes to sign up, but I got it. <laughs> Dude, that rocks. Isn't that fucking cool? Wow. That's awesome. And I got the hard recording.